You're never gonna make it, you're not good enough There's a million other people with the same stuff You really think you're different, man, you must be kidding Think you're gonna hit it, but you just don't get it It's impossible, it's not probable, you're responsible Too many but uh, we are yeah. live, baby, live. All right, people, we're going to start <laughs> off this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Big Vito brand, coming to you live, baby, live. Hope everybody's having a great day. Hope everybody can hear me out there. You know, because last week we had some people who were unhappy. A couple <laughs> of haters, you know, with my co-host with the most, David Virtue Stalwart. Can you believe there are a couple of haters out there? Well, first of all, uh, smart me up. Who was mad and for what reason? Because I wasn't, I wasn't feeling good. What happened? Turn the volume up. Turn the volume up here? Yes. Hold on a second. <laughs> were they oh, mad at getting color or were they mad at you in general? No, they were mad at this week in pro wrestling history. Now the volume's up. Can you hear that? Virtue, talk for me. Yo, what's up? Virtue. All right. Now we good. <laughs> all right. And people can hear me. People can hear Virgin. Now you had a couple guys. I wasn't feeling up to it, you know, and I was. I had things going on. And um, a couple people saying, oh, Vito, I wish I could hear you. Oh, Vito, you know, you're great, but you suck. Oh, Vito, this you know is. You're great, but you suck. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, like the, you know, like the pro, let's go Cena, Cena sucks thing. It was, it was, it was happening. But everybody said they liked the episode. They just couldn't hear you. I just don't understand this. Now I'm hoping I'm screaming where your mom could hear me. All right, and ruffle her feathers. All right. They get upset about the quality of video and audio. Trust me, I've heard that plenty of times. I actually have a brand new camera and microphone, and we'll call it Best Buy because everything that's been going on with my mom, I haven't went to pick it up yet. Right. But, uh, I yeah. Trust me, I know. I know all about that kind of stuff. They want everything's got to be the best sounding and best looking on their smartphone, or they go. Ape crap, you know. I now, now David, I I, David, I have, I have, uh, you know, I have like a, a beard maintenance question for you. Okay, now how come I've noticed all the time you're wearing a beard? How come you don't line it and make it and cut it and go to the barber and have him trim it? Well, first of all, I'm going to do that, but I, I like wanted it to get big enough before I finally went and had that done. So I'm just kind of like letting it all grow out. When it was long, Vito, I actually did have that done. Hold on a second. Something going on. I just go. <laughs> it was a request from the chat. That means it's oh. Really? Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm the proud variety of hard shots, but I'm running. The, I built this place, man. She's just freaking living here. I built this. Are we are we recording getting color yet, or is this just on Twitter? Oh, yeah, we are. We are, up, man. We are. He's such a professional over here. I know, over here. Hey, you know, but before you do, all right. Let me start it over. All right. Same now, thing I, I do when I start the tape. All right, here we go. Ready? <laughs> Welcome everybody to another great edition of Getting Color. With Big Vito Lagrasso and his co-host with the most David Virtue Stalwart. We're live, baby, live. And we've been coming to you for a couple of minutes now. Live on Twitch as well. As you can see, I had a great weekend. I got my tan back. Everything is good in the hood. David, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, Vito. And to answer the question you just asked me about my beard, why don't I trim it up, line it up, look professional like from a barber? Trust me, that is my goal, but I'm just doing the lazy man's Mick Foley. You know when Mick grows his beard out, he never has it. It's always like to the neck. Mick Foley did neck beard before the internet wrestling geeks did neck beard. So I don't do it because of them. It's a tribute to Mick. That's why I do it like that. You got to get rid of the Mick thing. Hold on. All right. You hold a position in real life outside these four walls here. Mm -hmm. That you have a prominent position in society where you're a businessman. And to have that kind of scruff, I just think that for a man of your position in, in society, you know, lined and trimmed and, you know, doing stuff like that, that's the way you should carry it. And that's a great point. And I take advantage of working for a very conservative, not conservative, but company that doesn't, they don't care. If you know your shit and you get in there and, and you do your, your thing, they don't care what you look like. But um, so it's a very casual 
accounting firm that I work for, Vito, and I take advantage of that. But you are absolutely right. And I will take that advice. Give me some time. But you motivated me to start cleaning this up. You are, no, I mean, and I'm being all serious, and I don't mean this in a bad way. You do great things. You run your, you run your own podcast. You do your stuff. You run a lot of different networks and stuff. And the people want to see a mature man talking, not some kid or not somebody who doesn't know. And a lot of people don't know is that you have a reputable job, something that you have a degree in, something that you actually use your brain that you're very good with. And that, you know, when you carry your stuff, you look like a million bucks. You act like a million bucks. You dress like a million bucks, you know? Wear your big Vito t-shirt. Would you stop poking me? Let me ask you this, Vito. Should <laughs> I go? You're not so, We're talking. Shush. Should I go completely clean shaven every day, day in and day out, or just keep it trimmed, close, lined? I you think, think you. I think for you, for the way you have your beard, you have a great beard. I think you having a, a trim beard and manicured beard. You, I mean, you look ten times, ten times the professional walking out the house. You know, you might even put on one of your Armani suits, go to the Olive Garden, you know, sit there like a big shot. Noted. I will absolutely note it. I'm not going to dismiss that. Um, but give me some time. I've been taking care of my mom, you know, and, and she's at home moving around, slowly starting to get words back, words back. But it's going to be a process. She can swallow her pills again. She can eat on her own. You know, it's it's coming back day by day. But uh, it's still going to take weeks and months. So basically, she's the Stevensy Sixers, and she's Joel Embiid. Yeah, but she's doing, more, she's doing more on her own than he is. <laughs> and uh, right, dude, the Warriors, Vito, Warriors are just—they don't need Durant. Oh my God, they are so. I think they are so much better without Durant. It's crazy. I mean, Steph Curry. You know what it is without Durant there? Curry has to step up. Thompson has to get more shots, and Draymond Green has to be more intense. And look and what they've Thompson done. To the actually participating. Yeah, and look what they're doing to the Blazers without Durant. I think they could. I think they could blow this out, and they could run the whole gauntlet without losing another game. I do too. And, and I yep. can see Kevin Durant signing off, getting out of there, and going to the Knicks. And I kind of hope that. I mean, I just want the Knicks to get back in the playoffs, Vito. It's been so long. Do you want to know something? I, honestly speaking, the Knicks, the Knicks have been talking about possibly getting Anthony Davis, and I'm saying no. You have all the assets you want. You're going to add another two great assets. If I'm a Knicks fan, I don't want to see them trade him for Anthony Davis. For what? Then you're going to go back to square one and have nobody on the team again. And yeah. if you for a big three, Anthony Davis, Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Yes, would I take Kyrie Irving? I think he's a great point guard. Would Kevin Durant do something with all those young guys? I think that I think the sky's limit. I would love to see Kemba Walker come come to the Knicks because I think he's a better point guard. But having Kyrie run things, I think honestly, Kyrie is going to go back with LeBron because that's the only time he won. Yeah, we're going to have to see this offseason, how this all shapes up. Like I said, my goal for the Knicks, get back in the playoffs first. Then I'll worry about you being a championship team. But it's been so long, Vito. I grew up watching them in the 90s. They were in the big, you know, Eastern Conference finals or finals almost every year. Now, another big shocker in sports is the fact that the Yankees are winning without their guys and all these guys are playing ball. I got to ask you something. How do you replace these guys – who are actually having career years and tell them to go sit down. Well, it's they, they have a few injuries, but I think the Yankees, even their role players that they get that have to step up as to everyday players when there's injuries or slumps, they get role players that are starters on any other team because of their pocketbook. They just put together great teams, but they really haven't won a series for a while, Vito. So I think they got pressure on them. I think Luke Voigt is a great pickup. I think they picked up Kendra Morales just for like spare change, and he's a decent hitter and a great first baseman defensively. I think they got uh, uh, that uh, – what's his name? Uh, TJ Mathieu, whatever his name is. He's a good player. TJ Mayhew. Yeah, Mayhew, right? And then you got that Geo guy 
who plays third base like he's Brooks Robinson. Yeah, because that Andujar has been hurt all year pretty much. They're normal. He's done. He's done. He's not coming back. And then they got Aaron Hicks back, right? And then you have the missing cog, Ellsbury, who ain't never been seen in two years, let alone three. And they just keep him rehabbing this guy. And Boston slumped at the beginning of the year, so Yankees are trying to take advantage of that. And the Mets, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? Friggin' DeCalloway. That's your boy, man. Oh, DeGrom? No, you're the, the manager of the Mets, Callaway. Oh, no, I'm not a big fan of him, but, like, they're I'm pitching. They're pitching. I mean, DeGrom's not really DeGrom, and, and that's, their, that's their team, their starters. And if they're not collectively being awesome – that's what's but up. do you know that DeGrom had that guy uh, Marasco as his personal catcher last year, and they did not bring him back? And look at DeGrom this year. So put two and two together, people. And that matters. Those pitchers love their personal catchers. Yeah. I think Maddox always had one, too, if I remember back in the day. I can't remember who it was, but look how great he was. Maddox had one. Steve Carlton had one. If you're going back through Philly history, right? You go back to the days when guys have David Cohn used to have a personal catcher. Tom Seaver had a personal catcher. A lot of guys have their one guy on the bench that's that's their guy, no matter what. And it makes a difference. But you know, they do sabermetrics now and they want the catchers in there that can get hits and home runs. And that's why I think they go away from some of those personal catchers now. All right, guys, we are going to get to the meat and potatoes of what we wanted and what we advertised about today. And um, something that's very upsetting, um, something that has happened in the wrestling business. Um, I know we touched on Silver King uh, when he passed away. And I said, everything happens in threes. And for the past four years, everything does happen in threes. This past week, um, friend of mine who I work with, um, very nice young lady, uh, beautiful, funny, good personality, um, had a lot of things going on, going her way. Uh, Ashton Nazaro passed away. Uh, David, I don't know if you ever met her or you ever uh, worked with her. No, but I do remember the whole um, Diva talent search and how she won that and Basically ended up becoming a performer on television, thrown in the mix, you know, with all the trained wrestlers and having to be on TV all the time. No. Um, and I know you got we got a lot to say about all this going forward, but uh, some of the stuff I read about her, wow, wow, she was a doer. Yeah, shake a bake a candlestick maker. I mean, she uh, she was on Survivor. She won the Diva Search. Uh, she became a WWE superstar. She learned how to wrestle on the job. Uh, she was a Playboy bunny. I mean, um, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff to have happen to you in your twenties. Yep. You know, and then um, you know. Life definitely takes a bounce sometimes in your favor, and sometimes it takes a bounce in your, and not in your favor. Um, she uh, she had some problems, you know, going through, and she was involved with a lawsuit. And I have a statement here from her attorney, Constantine Kairos, and. Uh, a lot of disturbing things that you're going to see something flash on the screen. Uh, it's going to be um, go to uh, WWE lawsuit, Constantine Kairos. And um, I want you guys to read the Ashley Mazzaro affidavit. It's a very heart wrenching. Um, takes you a step back. Uh, it's an emotional um, affidavit. And I think for the people out there, it's a must read. There have been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of press going on about it. And a lot of things coming from the New York Post has written things. Um, 
along with some other journalists and other papers. But I think that um, when you read the affidavit, you get the gist of how bad she was suffering and how bad she really hurt. Um, David, you read the affidavit tonight. Yeah. And in your journalistic view and yours only, and this is David's view, this is not, you know, the view of the big Vito brand, Vito LaGrasso or Noel Harlow. Um, this is your view and your view only. Can you give me your take on her affidavit for the people which your best and most articulate words that you can use to help describe it? So she, like you said, had a lot to um, a lot of responsibilities as a superstar in her 20s. And she learned on the job, met a lot of new people. And in the wrestling business, there are good people, there are people not so good, and there are bad people. And when I read that affidavit and I saw all the things she pointed out in it, which, which right, Vito, it's everything that she expressed. She listed names. We haven't heard these other names come out and support this and say anything about it. So right now it's just Ashley's view and what she put in her affidavit. But Vito, I was absolutely shocked. This girl was, I don't know, she, she developed depression over injuries, over trauma and abuse that happened to her while she worked for certain places. And I could see why maybe over time, especially when it's all gone, the fame, you're not employed anymore, the money's not coming in, you're older, what do you do? And I could see where maybe she got depressed and some of these things happened because Vito, I read that and Noel was telling me some of the stuff was traumatic. And I was like, okay, oh, we'll see what it is. All I can say, and you asked me to be articulate, wow. Like I think most people would have a hard time keeping their head on their shoulders if they went through the same thing she did. And it just sucks because there is help out there. But sometimes you don't know. Sometimes people, you know, hide it or, you know, it, it gets out there with an affidavit and a lawsuit, but not the right people that can help her through this or seeing that she went through this. And people keep everything bottled up. And look what happened. It, it sucks. Like, I just wish sometimes you could just get help when you need it, not after it's too late. And to exactly. me, it's, it's nuts. It was fame at an early age and traumatic events on the road. You know, I was reading part of that with her and Jillian Hall, just traveling where, you know, in the middle of nowhere, going to bad areas, staying at hotels with drunks, you know, hitting on the windows of the car. Obviously, like Vito suggested, go read that affidavit yourself and you will see some serious, serious things in there. But I don't really want to talk about those. But I mean, Vito, multiply some of those issues by 10, by 100. That, that's going to mess with the person's psyche. And you're in your money and fame. And then one day it's gone. And that company that you work for doesn't give a crap about you anymore. It adds up. And I, no, she, was no. a, she was a victim of, of it. Now, you know, when all the press happened and everything came out, because of the affidavit that you must read, people, and go to the blog, the concussion lawsuit, Constantine Cairo's blog, I want you to go, go out there. Read that affidavit, read the statements by people. Afterward, there was a rebuttal by a company. And they said there was an apology letter. Now, I just want to play hindsight here, okay? Why would she write an apology if she was in contact with her lawyer weekly, I just saw her a month ago and we spoke about the things that were going on with the lawsuit that's under appeal. Mentioned nothing to me and I was good friends with her. Spoke with a few of the other boys who were on the lawsuit. Mentioned nothing. 
what did this young lady have to be sorry for? Yep. Right? Is there actually now, a documentation of this apology out there? Or is it just a statement by the company? It was a statement by the company. A statement is statement only. It didn't say who it was to, where it came from, what. But here's the kicker, guys. And I want everybody to follow the bouncing ball. If there was an apology and there was a statement, why did the company wait until after she passed away to recognize her? If there was an apology, an apology, wouldn't it be old Lang Syne? Hey, come back to work. Hey, we're going to get you back. Hey, we're going to do something with you. We're going to give you our Legends contract. We're going to put you back on TV. There were plenty of opportunities. This just didn't happen yesterday. I mean, so, if she's going to do an apology, then the only way I could see her being naive enough to do that when this is all happening is if they threw a big payday. You know what I mean. And I'm not saying she did that. I'm just looking at it from the devil's advocate point of view. So you're right, Vito. Is this just that company saying that because it, they know it'll get swept under the rug, but then they can cover their ass. Oh, that's, it's out there somewhere. The apologies floating out there somewhere. Yeah, we're good. It's a public perception to sway the public. Yes, exactly. Guys, I really would like you to go read that affidavit. I hope everybody's watching Twitch. I hope you thumbed through that tonight and I want everybody to post about it and post your thoughts. I'd like you to repost it, post it, whatever you got to do, make a comment. Yeah, okay? it's, you know, it's a, I mean, you got to, it's like 15 pages, but 15 like, I thought pages. it was something small and I just, when I, I seriously was like, all right, I'm going to go read this. We'll see what Vito's talking about. And I, I was like floored. I was, okay. floored I was finished. This is the best way for me to describe it guys. And it's the best way I for me to do it. The link is in the chat guys for all the people on Twitch. Um, guys, I can't tell you how many people have passed away on me in the past four years that I knew I was friends with guys crying for help guys, you know, asking me to do something for them. And I tried my best and I can't help everybody. And I can't save everybody. And to say I was in the funk or my mind wasn't here, or I just wonder, or I was out there. Would I like to be more of an advocate to help the boys and being put in a position where I can be of help with all the knowledge I've acquired all through the years to do something to benefit the boys in the business? Yes, I would. Absolutely. And this is not a ploy to get a job. This is doing for the betterment, betterment of the business and a liaison for the guys to be something and have something. Everybody can't be frivolous. Everybody can't be frivolous. Everybody can't have the say. Everybody can't be a liar. Everybody can't just come out and say this. This is bullshit. And for one company to say bullshit, bullshit, I call bullshit. I call bullshit, 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 bullshit. Okay, because if you're a private contractor, why would a company offer you drug rehabilitation if you're not an employee? Tell me. And that's a great point, Vito. It's almost like they contradict their own terms of what an independent contractor is versus an actual employee. But, and Vince Russo stated this, they draw out the contract, they have their attorneys make these contracts for the performers and all that stuff in there is in fine print and the performers sign off on it just, to, hey, we're making a you know big money from, and I think that's what happens. I think a lot of these talents get tricked into that independent contractor contract. Now they can go and challenge it. Right. But then what happens is they know all the legal ramifications, the legal fees and what happens, nobody challenges it. And the company ends up winning in the end because they're the ones that can, they can afford their attorney fees, but most likely, unless you're like the big superstar that makes millions of bucks, you're not taking them to court. Guys, I got to tell you, you can be on top of the world you can be um, treated like royalty, but unless a company passes on the knowledge to let you know what's going on, I mean, you're killing yourself. 
you really are. You're hurting yourself. And I could tell you, you know, what is a concussion, Vito LaGrasso? It's when somebody gets knocked out. No, it's not. I said, yes, it is. That's what a concussion is. Nobody ever educated me on what a concussion is. Vito LaGrasso has never been knocked out, and I've been hit with everything in the house. I stood strong, stood tall, stood there. My head is made of granite. My brain is made of mush. I had to learn how to figure things out. I had to seek help. I had to get help. I had to do things and research to find out, see doctors, to find out why things were happening to me. I tried to educate everybody who has come across the board. And it's very, and the more that I sit here and not being able to do things on a bigger scale and a bigger level to go out and, and, and it's going to sound stupid, but to go out and touch somebody, you know, it's really something. I have a letter that I would like to read and it's a statement from Constantis Kairos. And this is from his office and from Constantine himself. Like I said, guys, you can go to the blog and read up on the Ashley Mazzaro affidavit. A statement from Constantine Kairos. Moments like this really tested me as an advocate. The tragedies of the wrestling community have become personal to me, and I have become the voice of those silenced by the drug abuse, poverty, and a neurological disease process that robs people of their lives. With everyone's help, I have tried to speak with their voices. The truth about the WWE's history of mistreatment of wrestlers. Ashley contacted me in the summer of 2016 with a lengthy description of the issues she experienced at WWE and stated that, I believe I am exactly the type of person who you are trying to help. She was very active, active, in her criticisms, which were very articulate, specific, and she wanted to get help and expose the WWE's mistreatment of her and others. If anyone has any doubts about this, they can read her own words and read the lawsuit. She died with her appeal pending in the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. I do not know the circumstances of her death, but I do know that in life she was a fighter and she was passionate about wrestlers' human rights. CTE awareness and helping battle the suicide and drug addiction that plagues the community. I pray that the wrestling community uses this horrible, horrible moment to unite behind cause a quest for justice that seeks to get the WWE to acknowledge the truth about the causes of health crisis and most importantly, forces WWE to finance studies of CTE and wrestlers, take an active role in testing and treating all former wrestlers to lift them out of the cycle of depression, poverty, drug addiction, and suicide. This statement is made by Constantine Kairos, Ashley Mazzaro's attorney. And Vito, her WWE run was right in the midst of when all that stuff started, just before it started happening to Chris Benoit. And we know Benoit had that stuff for years with the unprotected headshots and this and that. No coincidence, folks. Vito was even working during that time for the company. Things were just not protected. Oh, but now, now they do. Yep, Daniel Bryan, right? Do a math problem. We're going to keep you off TV for four weeks, which, you know, that still might not be enough. But everything in their history, what do they do? They erase it. Oh, uh, we weren't responsible back then because we didn't even know. Nobody knew. Football was still learning. They use excuses, Vito. They knew from the 60s to the 70s to 1995 when they did a concussion angle 
with Shawn Michaels and the doctor. I forget his name who was involved. It was all there, all the information, everything word for word of what happens when you have a concussion. That's a great point. They did that angle where they had Michaels collapse in the ring in the mid-90s. So, yeah, you're right. They, they, they say they didn't know, but you know they did. In 2001, when Bret Hart had his concussion with Goldberg, they knew. Yep. They even rehired Bret Hart. So, guys, in closing on this subject, I'd like to extend my condolences to the Mazzaro family. I would like to say, Ashley, I hope you rest in peace and you're at peace with yourself for everything you went through. I hope you keep on looking upon your daughter because she definitely needs you and misses you. Uh, seeing you last month uh, brought a lot of happiness to me. We got to talk about good times. And um, I'm sorry to see you have to leave on this kind of, uh, this kind of stage. Nobody should have to be go like that. So I know I speak for, on behalf of myself and my family and my wife. You know, we're very sorry. And um, I hope that this podcast reaches thousands, if not millions of people to go and take a look and, and speak out and go, go say something and get your voice heard, people. Because the more people who hear you, the better it is for people like Ashley and Balls Mahoney. And and every other wrestler who passed away in the past four years, let alone, you know, the past decade, two decades and three decades. Or the ones that are struggling still, like Perry Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. Walking around like a vegetable. Yep. And he that guy was flamboyant and powerful at one time. And you look at him now and you're like, what happened? And I made a statement on on behalf of Ashley. I hope everybody reads that as well, along with there's a few other statements. Guys, go to the affidavit. This is we are closing this segment of this portion of the show. Um, David, do you have anything to add on this specific topic? No, but I will make sure that um, we share this on all the sites too. Uh, this well, we always do on getting color, but uh, I'm gonna. Definitely make sure this one gets out there because people need to listen to it. They need to read about it. They need to be educated about people in general that go through this where depressions form too. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Lives need to be saved. We have a question. Well, we get to address some people because I closed I closed down questions and statements while you read that. So I'd like to thank Aaron Rift of No DQ for tweeting our Twitch link here on Twitter. So thank you very much. That was a tongue twister a little bit, by the way. Um, Mike Grabs is with us. He said the pay-per-view was boring. Um, insane Cookie21 said, Vito, you're a sexy motherfucker. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you're better than the other paper. And Stone Cold, for which I add, you barbecue better than both of them. Um, and then there is Do Need 55. Thank you for 50 bits. All right. Got all that in. We are now opening up to questions. All right, guys, we're opening up a question on Twitch. We're doing it. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Dave, did you see, uh, did you hear the, uh, hear that Bailey became heavyweight champion tonight? What do you think of that? She became, yeah, so they had Becky defended the Raw title against Lacey Evans. Right. Clean. Charlotte came out immediately to start the match for the SmackDown title because that was the gimmick. Becky was defending both belts. Lacey came back out and basically helped Charlotte win the SmackDown title from Becky. And then they start basically attacking Becky, Charlotte, and Lacey after the match. And Bailey comes out for the save. Well, Charlotte basically gets taken out. And that's when Bailey capitalized and cashed in. Now, Vito, here's the deal they did the same thing last year where Alexa Bliss won the, the, the briefcase earlier in the show and cashed it in later. So it's like now that's it doesn't feel special when they do the same gimmick. I don't know if this is good for Bailey or not. She can't cut a promo, so how is, why is she a champion? Do you think it was an F you to uh Sasha Banks? That's a great point. And it, first of all, it gives Charlotte nine time. And I know it's a generic reign, but they're gonna let her chase her daddy. You know that, because it's gonna become special for a WrestleMania down the road. 
But at the same time, I didn't even think about that until you told me. Um, you're absolutely right, bro. Absolutely right. That's an F U to Sasha Banks. Great point on that, man. And I think Sasha Banks is sitting home and she's <laughs> pulling her freaking weave out, man. Yeah, that's 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 exactly why that was. And it, and it gave Charlotte her nine times in the process. And now it's I isolates Becky with just one title. And I got to tell you something. I said this when, when she arrived on SmackDown and when she was on there, she looks miserable. Bailey? Every, every week she was on, yeah. she did not want to be on SmackDown. She didn't like being separated from Sasha. And she's being used as a guinea pig just to stick it up her ass. Just to say, F you, Sasha. Now we're going to give Bailey a run because Bailey really lost her flavor with the crowd. She lost her flavor once she got out of NXT. I mean, those types had their momentum in NXT, but they just never translated to the main roster. All right, we have another question. Spoiler, Seth Rollins beat AJ Styles. That was no surprise right there. Not at all. But they're saying possible match of the year candidate. I don't know. AJ Styles. Please. Always a match. Always a possible match of the year. We have another question. Um, Mike said, what are your thoughts on the pay-per-view? He's glad Bailey took it from Charlotte, but he thinks Charlotte will break the 16-time record before Cena does. Guaranteed Charlotte's going to win that back from Bailey at some point, and then she'll have 10 already. That that's, I'm calling that now. I don't know when. Okay, Maybe no doubt. But has anybody noticed that um, Cena never broke Ric Flair's record? No, he tied it. So they still got that on the horizon, too, if they ever need to. And do you notice that Zack Ryder is still undefeated at WrestleMania? All he needs is another 20 victories. <laughs> what is he, like 1-0, 2-0? Oh, oh, I, I didn't even think about that. I Zach, honestly, I didn't Zach even know Zack Ryder was still doing anything. At WrestleMania, he has the only undefeated streak in WrestleMania history, and he's better than the Undertaker's. Winning percentage is better than the Takers. Wow. You love you some Zack Ryder. Uh, wow. Huh? You, you mentioned Zack Ryder the other day. No, you because you know why the guy they <laughs> use that guy, they keep that guy under wraps. And there's the guy, people, who made himself popular, who got himself over, who made his own videos, did his own stuff, who got the rub from Cena. They were gonna push him to the moon. They gave him a title, they took it away from him, they took away his podcast, they took away his stuff. Like you build, 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 build. Okay, come back down. And then they started to use him again and down. And every time there's a pay-per-view or a WrestleMania, who's the guy? Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder has a podcast now about action figures, like wrestling action figures and collectible figures. And they'll take that away from us. They will. <laughs> Just because it's popular. They'll take it away. Now, you know, uh, David, you had a very uh, interesting weekend yourself. You were surrounded by a bunch of marks, and there was a mark who was handing out pictures of, would you elaborate to the boys, to the fans here, what the hell is going on, son? I just wanted to go have my CC's pizza for like six bucks for the, all the buffet, for all the different flavored pizzas, pastas, salads. Um, and I walk, I walk into CC's pizza and I got kicked out because there was a party of 110 in there and there were no seats. So then what do I do? I'm hungry. I need to grab something quick before the indie wrestling show that I was going to be a part of. And I go two doors down into Mr. Hero. I walk in, order my Mr. Hero. Not a big fan of Mr. Hero. Who comes bolting through? It literally was like slow motion, Vito. Those double doors opened up, and it was like David Hasselhoff from Baywatch. It was George, the Mrs. Dad. And he, 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 he saw through the window in the back, we had wrestling shirts on that said UXWA. And he's like, what the heck are those? I just did a spot last night at AIW where I did a run-in and gave somebody a couple chops. Now, did you know the Miz called him and bitched him out and said, Dad, you were just on WrestleMania. They're still promoting Mr. Miz on TV. They don't want you to do any other any of this shit. And then I guess he got so mad at the Miz, he hung up on him. But here's Mr. Mr. Miz, George, literally went out to his Buick. <laughs> Buick, come on, Miz. You should hook your dad up with a better vehicle. And gave no, me two Yeah. And gave me, he gave me two autographed pictures of The Miz. No, of himself. He gave me two autographed pictures of himself. Who I didn't ask for them. He gave them to me. We got two. We got two. Yeah, what? You got what? Well, you got two. 
do you think? I don't even <laughs> want to interrupt this story. <laughs> Number one, Dooney tipped us 100 bits. Thank you for the 100 bits. Mr. Thank you. Bits. Um, also wants to know, is it a Buick Skylark? <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> tell. Miz is a millionaire. You live in a million-dollar house. He's got a house to spare change around. You go out by his dad. And I like Mike. But, I mean, shit, man. Dad Joe and Buick freaking giving away merch because he got no gas for his freaking – and he's got no – and he's eating at CC's. Come on, son. And, and, I, and I should have thought faster. I should have taken a picture of him going out to that car where you saw him getting into it, and then it would have had the make and model and all that on there. But it was yeah, definitely – it was a boat. It was a boat. It was probably like a, a 2000 or like a 2004. Oh. I, I, I kid you not. He was a cool guy, though, but he definitely loved himself. Dude, he has the fake tan going on, probably for his spot at WrestleMania. I'm in shock. They yep. And he, he, he owns a Mr. Hero in Parma or Brooklyn, Ohio, by Cleveland. We have another question. I'm sorry. This just really struck me. I'm in shock, guys. He ran up to his car to get merch. But he gave him. But he gave him to me. I was like, he was like, I don't know if he was marking out for merch. He didn't know who the hell I was. I think he was marking out for himself because I said, "Hey, Mrs. Dad," you know. <laughs> He's got a mural there too in his in his Mister Hero store of all of Miz stuff signed a big plaque right on the side wall. So when you walk into that. That branch of Mr. Hero, it's all Miz stuff on one side of the wall. So he's proud of his son, at least. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> now he's proud of himself, too. Right, what else we got in the chat? <laughs> Mike wants to know, who do you think will take Sammy's spot in the Money in the Bank tonight? Braun. Braun, Sammy's out. So who's going to take his spot? Guys, I got to tell you. Hmm. Who cares? I, 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 I got to tell you. Braun Strowman. What a – and not that he's a waste, but wasted talent that they could have made something of, but they, he's become an afterthought. He's the new he's the, he's the new big show. Biggest guy in the company, but he can't win a title. Now, let me tell you this. Did he ruin it for himself – by maybe not being conditioned or getting gassed in the ring when he got the big matches? Or do you think they failed him creatively in booking? I think that they should have did the Goldberg thing with him, making powerful quick matches this way they don't expose him. They said that Shane said that Braun had to leave, so he's not part of the match. And okay. right now, Sullivan is coming down to take on Lucha House Party all three. Oh, Jesus. So they're making him more on the sequel. Okay, so are they going to add somebody, you think, to the Money in the Bank again? Maybe Roman. Cause maybe that's why Roman squashed Elias earlier. Maybe Roman comes out and gets... I never, that sucks that Elias well, got... You know how Roman. that happened? Roman was getting ready to come to the ring. Elias took his acoustic and hit him. So he smashed his acoustic, which laid Reigns out, which allowed Elias to go out to the ring. And then all of a sudden, for the first time, he plugged into electric. And he did his, like, Bob Dylan, his electric guitar piece. So he still had his segment. That's all Elias is. He's, he's the guitar segment. And then that turned into the squash match because Roman recovered. Elias is Zack Ryder, 2019. But, guys, I mean, if they're trying to do Roman Reigns against Rollins, Nobody wants to see it. I don't want to see it. Here's one for you. So I saw Enzo Amore earlier tweet. The last time Neville lost to anybody in the wrestling business was against Enzo in WWE. And now all of a sudden, Pac, that's who Neville is now, Pac. I guess his deal's fallen through with AEW with that big title match for Hangman Page because – Pac wasn't going to necessarily win the AEW title or whatever it's going to be. And now I hear, unless this is a work veto, and I want your opinion, Pac's pulled from double or nothing. What is it with wrestlers wanting to win or lose? Isn't it just a job? You get paid either way. Doesn't he, need to, he has a title. Where's his other title? At Dragon it's like Gate? Dragon Gate, I think. Yeah. So, so it's like he doesn't want to lose because he's a champion in another Fed. Like, that's nuts, Vito. 
I, I thought wrestling was a job, and if the promoter says you're you're losing, you're whatever, you still go out there and you do the best you can, make a great match. Why do wrestlers have these egos? I mean, is there more, is it really that much more money in the line when you're holding these prop belts? I don't know. I didn't know Dragon Gate was going to pay you <laughs> top dollar or a contract opposed to being with AEW where you could possibly be a main main game player. Unless this is a work by AEW and they're getting super creative with this and he still shows up and something goes down to swerve the fans. That now, I mean, you, know, you, know, you, want to, you want to know something. Didn't this happen? Now, everybody in the chat on Twitch, follow along here. Does this sound familiar to where – and the guy can work. Guy's a great way to put on a good match. He could do great things. Austin Aries. When he wrestled at WrestleMania, looked in the camera, laughed, and just friggin', you know, and then they said, AK, we ain't got nothing for you because of ego. And then he went to other companies – has anybody heard of Austin Aries lately? No, and when he did that in Impact, he had he had like a no sell at the end of a match against I think Morrison at yeah. Impact, and he bumped right up after the match, popped right up like, you know, no sold everything, and walked out. I thought that was just a work at first. I haven't heard or seen the guy since. I know he's doing some kind of nutrition thing or gluten free thing, health stuff. But maybe he is just sick of wrestling. I, I don't know. I mean, but there's a guy who was at Impact, and I mean, he was something big at Impact, and maybe he should have stayed there instead of going to the WWE. And a lot of times, you know, guys are a big fish in a small pond, and a lot of guys are that, a big fish in a small pond. When they get to the big leagues, the big thing, they can't adjust. We have a question. Yes. Um, do you need 55 says, Vito, not sure if this was asked before, but what do you think of the new title? In WWE, and what will it be about? And then Mike says, "Beat him to it." So there's going to be a new title. What do you think that's going to be about? What do you think? When did they announce this? I guess during the pay per view. If there's oh, going to be a new title, guys. Oh God, another title. Great. I would like to see a two brand, two brand TV champion. I like that. I always like that TV championship. I mean, I know WCW had one, ECW had and, one. And this is something where you got to work. You defend it on every TV, right? You're on every TV. You're on every paper. You're a TV champion. So if you are the brand, if you are the company TV champion, you go to Raw, you go to SmackDown, you go to pay per view. You got, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, people, that would be the most prestigious title you could have. Because you're always working and showcasing your talent and you're working nonstop without you having to cut a promo, how you work hard, how you do this, how you do that. You're walking around being the man. And Better you defend it every time instead of this non-title bullshit where the champions always lose. Ridiculous. So, yeah, I like that concept, Vito. What do you have a question? Twitter is shitting on Kofi Kingston right now because he's supposed to be having a match here at Money in the Bank, and he is dancing down the aisle and tossing out pancakes to somebody that literally turned on him and turned against him and betrayed him. So why would you dance down the aisle and throw out I'm going to tell you, Noel. Noel, uh, Kofi Kingston is the WWE champion. I swear, I swear, I swear, when Vince McMahon sees it, he doesn't see Kofi. I said this before on other podcasts. Vince McMahon sees the New Day. Right now, the New Day is the WWE champion in Vince McMahon's eyes, which was Vince's creation. That, that's why I think he's doing it. And Vince laughs. Oh, look at him throw those pancakes. It's a, it's a joke. It's a goof. So you think it goes to the earlier allegations that it has to do with being a African-American, giving them a chance to hold the title, not giving them a prominent role, just to put the title on him to shut people up and be a transition champion. Yep. But the weird thing is, since he won it, now they're having him all of a sudden, the guy that was 50-50 booked for 11 years at best is now coming back and winning every single match he's in. But that's how they do it, right? He's the champion. We got to give him a little run here. Let He's going to win. He's going to come back in every match now. We didn't have a question. Uh, yeah, we have, a, uh, we have a few. Well, comment first was that um, Mike said that uh, Mick Foley is supposed to announce tomorrow on Raw the new title, which leads me to believe maybe it's another hardcore title, which is really passive. Wow. 
<laughs> I don't see that. And we're talking well, about keeping you safe and protected. And how do you well, make I, hardcore look good? I got my phone. I'm ready. I'm waiting for the call. <laughs> anyway, they're also saying that they, they um, hardcore titles or interbrand titles never seem to work. Overlapping storylines. Um, there's no point to the brand split. So why would they have this wild card rule if they're going to split the brands? It makes no sense. So what is I your think the wild card rule is the beginning of the end for the brand split. I think that they're doing this because at some point it's going to go away. If there won't be a, but they don't know how to officially announce that because remember the brand split's supposed to be this great concept, this great idea. Well, they probably decided to have it go away again, which by the way, they already had a brand split in the past and it went away and then they brought it back. So it clearly didn't work the first time. But no, I think right. this wild card is for them to get rid of this brand split. Just like fade, just, just a gradual fade off into the sunset. My opinion. I don't know, guys. Now, what are your thoughts on AEW so far? I mean, you got uh, Chris Jericho posted a, uh, a video of him working out in Batista gym. He's got a new finisher, the double back elbow, Judas effect. What do you think? Well, I mean, Jericho always reinvents himself. He is, you know, he's pushing 50 years old, rock star, but he knows how to reinvent himself, you know, and keep himself relevant. And he's, you know, a Generation Xer like me. Are you a Generation Xer too? I think so. I don't know yeah. what you're, but I barely made the cut. But I think it's fantastic. And the fact, listen, he's an independent contractor. We know he signed a deal with AEW, right? He's going to be part of them. He is still working New Japan. He's getting a shot at Okada in the title, which is more work, which is what independent contractors should get. Work wherever you're needed. Not this WWE hold you hostage bullcrap. So Chris Jericho is making a great precedent, I think. Now, what happened with the two guys, the tag team? What was his name? Uh, the Revival? Did they well, look they, stupid tonight? I, well, I didn't see them. I mean, I, I don't even know if they're on the pay-per-view tonight. So probably that's something to watch for on Raw tomorrow. But, yes, they're making a mockery of them right now. Just like they did with uh, Anderson and Gallows. Yeah, um, Icy Hot and the Jock. Um, skid marks on their whatever. That, that's, the, that's how they're booking them right now. Sad. It is sad. Guys, might as well put them in a dress and let them get over. Well, yeah, Jericho, he's a legend. I mean, that, that that's a guy. He gets it. He gets a business. I once saw him at an airport, and um, I saw fans go up to him. And this is when he was feuding with HBK. The fan had an HBK shirt on. It was like an adult looking for, like, five autographs to sell them on eBay. So Jericho right. was a heel. He immediately looked at the guy. He's like, I'll sign your stuff for you. But I want you to take that Sean shirt off. You know, I don't like Sean. I'm going to kick his ass this Sunday. So in the airport, he got the fan to take the shirt off, and the fan didn't have anything underneath. So he's standing in the airport with no shirt on. As soon as that happened, Jericho waved the security guard over. They kicked the guy out of the airport for not wearing a shirt. What a, that was just brilliant by Chris Jericho. And I got to see that. That was like seven, eight, eight nine years ago, maybe. Awesome. We have two questions. We would like to thank Judy for the 200 bits. 200 bits. Thank you very much. Now, They're Mike really big in this wrestling talk. He's not heard um, bits for tits. And he says, is this still a thing? I mean, there's a question. Are you still bits for tits? Or like, what's going on with you? Hmm. You're not bits for titsing tonight. De guys, I just want to say that it's not that I'm not bits for tits. I just think that tonight's podcast was just a little bit more in depth. And we're just covering a little more things on a serious note. We'll get back to bits for tits. It's still a thing. Just, you know, I apologize if I didn't bits for tits with people. It just, you know, it's just been a, it's, I have to tell you guys, past week, two weeks, Big Vito actually had some stress in his life. And I've been dealing with my own stuff. And, uh, you know, it's been a little hard and it's a little bit, you know, a struggle. But I wake up every day, I smile, I try to do the best I can. But, um, we're going to get back to normal. Everything will be okay. Go ahead. You all right? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, no, the next question is, I am 911. I'm just going to call 911 because I can't think. 
It's what is the best price point for future AEW pay-per-views? Is sixty dollars too much? Sixty dollars is way too much, guys. I know I you're think trying. They to lowered it to fifty, I think. But even then, no way. I mean, to me, pay-per-view is about thirty bucks, and you better have a stacked card to get that. Now, if I was a businessman and I was going to start off, you know, everybody knocks the WWE. I'm going to say something, and uh. Everybody laughed at the nine ninety nine, nine ninety nine times ten million people. That's a lot of money. So if AEW did the same thing, and you started out at twenty bucks, and they got a million people, that's twenty million dollars. Question. Our friend Stats is back on here. Says, "Hey, Big Vito and Noel, I'm here, and thank you for the bits." Thank you for the bits. Bits for tits. Oh, I get for tits, guys. Yay. Now, oh, I mean, so now, David, don't you think that would make more sense to start out at $20 and make a subscription fee? I know they can't do it for TNT, which I think is a great coup for them, not having an actual product or nothing in the real, and somebody actually giving them the chance to go on there untested, unscripted, not having a product, and going on there. Who are the announcers going to be? I know Jim Ross is in the office, but. There's a masked guy, some announcer that wears a mask. I can't remember his name, like a lucha mask, but he's like, right. God, whatever his name is. But I don't know if JR is going to be out there for every match or not. I couldn't really tell you, Vito. I'm waiting to see them on TV. I, I don't, I'm not getting hyped up until I actually see the product. Now, with your thing about $20 uh, subscription fee, that might be too high because WWE is only $9.99. If they went that route, I would say anywhere right around the $10 mark, maybe a couple dollars more. But if it was double, you think the yeah, marks are Remember, AEW and everybody wants the alternative, and everybody's got high expectations for this. And they're supposedly getting all the indie stars, so you get all the indie um, indie fans to go and subscribe to this. And if there are a million – if there, just to say there is a million indie fans, right, which probably there is, and they all donated $20 – it's 20 million bucks out of the gate for not even having a product. I know. It's That's a problem. They don't have past content. That's how WWE's. You think that $9.99 sold for their current product? That's for go on there and see Big Vito. That's for all the past products. Do I make a dime off that? Or That's anybody else? Too. Yeah. No. That is just. That's a whole different show, anyway. Yeah. All right, Noel. We have been on for an hour, guys. We have given you the best that we can give you. Um, I know that part of the show is a little bit of a downer and, and very emotional just to say things. But, uh, guys, CTE awareness is a very real thing. And there are a lot of guys who suffer from things, guys and girls. And uh, there are a lot of behind-the-scenes things that you don't realize that go on in pro wrestling. That's why I stress to go read the affidavit from Ashley Mazzaro on the concussion lawsuit blog by Kairos. Um, yeah, and Vito, they will be like super shocked over one of the incidents more than anything else. It, like I was just taken aback by that big time. But I'm going to let everybody go read that for themselves. And this will be posted all over. I just posted it again. I hope everybody goes, reads it, and gets knowledge. And I hope everybody uses their voice. And – you know, for the people who back a certain company and you're a stockholder, you should really take 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 what you take what you're representing and really think. And if the stockholders go read this, go read that affidavit, guys. Make you think twice about investing your money. All right. Virtue, hold on. We got we got something. Mike would like Virtue to know that he likes his beard, and please don't shave it. And I would like Virtue to know I like the beard too, even though your dad, Big Vito, doesn't like it. I Here's the say, deal, though. All Vito wants me to keep it trimmed like professionally. That's it. I didn't yeah. say I didn't like it. But he knows I work in an office, and I go into office buildings, and I pull up Microsoft Excel spreadsheets, and this and that, and I'm in boardroom meetings. And yes, I do take my company's casual attire very um like for granted but Vito open is opening my eyes but they don't want you to shave off your beard is what they're saying nah. so if you guys like virtue's beard bits for beard bits for beard bits for beard <laughs> jesus christ bits now, for beard. now i gotta support the guy's beard oil and i'm still waiting for freaking olive garden i know i got my 
Sky's ready and everything. I gotta send our new guy. Um, what's Rob's nickname, Noel? Rob um Vice, Robbie Vice. I got something for him to send. I got stuff for you two. It's don't worry, it's coming. I'm just taking care of mama first. Guys from Olive Garden live video. So yeah, but hold on. You know what you know when you hit your hand on that on that piece of paper? Did you see the dust fly off that son of a bitch? It's been sitting there for months. I know, I know. All right, Pronto, you, you have, I have a whole list of stuff to do now for Big Vito. <laughs> you got to shave. You got to wear a suit. Shine your shine your shoes. You shine your shoes. Shine your shoes. Make sure your dog's groomed. Wash your car before you come on. Did you clean the apartment today? Did you like make sure the mirror was clean? I did all those things. I did. I did have. I did Windex my bathroom mirrors. Yeah, because I I spray the body spray and all that stuff. And eventually it gets on the mirror. I did clean the mirror today and I mowed my back fenced in yard. Big sense to let you know Vito is the man. So Vito, you were going to ask me my plugs, right? <laughs> Before we got this on. <laughs> Follow me. Here's, we'll make it short and sweet. Follow me on Twitter at no DQ underscore virtue. All right. Sounds good. Are you going to plug Aaron Rift? Nah, I've done it enough. So you just did it by saying his name. Yeah, but you know what? Congratulations, Aaron, because he got that uh, YouTube award for 100,000 subscribers. But not for the wrestling channel. For the Cats channel, his personal channel of Cats. His so Cats big. channel got 100K subscribers. Aaron's Cat channel that he does his, not make His wrestling channel still has 58K. No joke. <laughs> No joke. Kidding I me, keep you, we need to market Bruiser. We're, We're fucking marketing shit. Cats. People love their animals on YouTube. I know. I it's fucking nuts. hate cats. I hate cats. I'm a, dog cats. Guy. I'm a dog guy too. Yeah. He's not. A, he likes Rottweilers and and lions and tigers. Do you know that my <laughs> friend John Kozak? He has a Rottweiler farm, and I was in my glory the first time I went there for a week, right? He had 30 Rottweilers, full-grown, every-size monster that I had the joy and privilege to play with and feed and groom and take care of. And I can't tell you, when you got all those Rotties over there, and you're like, wow. Yeah, I like, a, I like a Rottweiler. Never had one. Like, I have a Golden Retriever, and, and he's kind of like a medium-sized one, but the, the problem with them is hair, the fur. Oh, boy. But uh, I love dogs, man. Cats, though. We had one awesome cat once. Vinny was an awesome cat. Vinny was the best. This guy I trained to be a dog, and he used to follow me without a leash. And he used to take him out. He used to walk by himself. Come on, Vinny, let's go. Come on. And he used to actually friggin' listen. He followed him. He used to ride in the car with us and hang his head out the window. Those are the best. Vince was the best cat we ever had. He was so good. Until he got stupid. Oh, so Vince was a cat, but he acted like a dog. Okay, if a cat acts like a dog, by the way, Kofi retained. Shocker. So, yeah, and of course, Xavier Woods is out there, so it's a gimmick. The New Day. The New Day retained. That's what just happened, folks. I'm wrestled out. I'm wrestled out. You're offending that title under Freebird rules. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for that. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. That was Virtue with his one plug. Aaron Riff, go screw yourself. <laughs> we love Aaron Riff. Don't say that. Just tell him to go play with his cats. And get Noel Harlow in charge of Twitch, and this is the Big Vito brand signing off. We didn't get no plugs. Why don't you give the plugs? Go ahead. Thank you very much, everybody. Please check us out on anchor.fm slash the big veto brand. That's where our audio podcasts are. They're available on several different platforms, iTunes, Google Play, etc. So you could listen to us on your car ride to work and be highly annoyed before you get in there. 
Also, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the big veto brand helps support the big veto brand, keep us going. We put any money back into the product that we make off that. So um, help us out. You guys are on twitch.tv slash the big veto brand right now. Please click the subscribe button. If you have Amazon Prime for Twitch, you get us for free when you subscribe. We're going to start doing some private subscription videos pretty soon. Um, and with the Patreon, we want to do an Orlando meet and greet this year. So make sure you get on that Patreon, get involved in that. Vito is on social media under the Big Vito brand, and you can catch him back here tomorrow afternoon with Jock of All Trades, Big Vito's sports show that he does from his own sports bar. All right, guys, that's it. That's a wrap. I hope everybody has a great time. This is the Big Vito brand and David Virtue Solar signing off Reese's Pieces, and we'll see you tomorrow. All right. You German? Huh? First you f my wife, then you go f my niece. What the f?